that night punched my ticket for kayak fishing. It's time to get your ticket punched on episode 53, brought to you by ReelsandTackle.com. Welcome to the Telltale Fisherman Podcast, where avid anglers share the story of their best fishing day ever to inspire yours. Now it's time for another epic adventure. So here's your host, John Woodson. Okay, welcome to the show. Today's guest is coming to us from Mississippi, and his name is Colin McCain. Colin, how are you, man? Hey, I'm doing well, man. It's uh, nice to finally get on the show. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, you of all people, I think, have been sandbagging me the most and uh, finally <laughs> nailed you down here. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, and I apologize. I mean, yeah, honestly, I, you know, it doesn't seem like a busy life, but when you kind of try to, you know, get things going, it, it kind of does. A lot of my... Uh, uh, a lot of things that I do, recreation or whatever, otherwise, uh, other than vacations, are, are sort of kind of spur of the moment, you know. Yeah. Uh, I just got back from the uh, IFA tournament, and literally at, at 2 p.m., I decided to uh, go ahead and uh, register for it. So I got the I got the kitchen pass to go register for <laughs> yeah, it. <rather> yeah, <laughs> most importantly, you, you got the pass, and then you were able to uh, get a pass to participate, so... Well, cool. Yeah, I, I just saw, matter of fact, I was checking my Instagram today and, and saw uh, that it looked like it was going to be a very tough day for that. Uh, so, yeah, kind of tell us what was going on weather-wise and uh, when it ended up happening there. Well, uh, so the captain's meeting was at uh, 6 p.m., well, 6 to 7 p.m. last night. And mm -hmm. um, it was cold, windy, raining. I mean, it was uh, just the worst conditions. But uh, you know, I guess that front kind of came through, and uh, it actually ended up being sunny today. But with that sun came winds of at, at least 20 sustained, at least, from the kind of west-northwest. And uh, the area that I went, uh, you know, I don't get to fish Louisiana as much as I'd like, uh, even though it's uh, right next door. Um, you know, I kind of talked about it earlier about, uh, you know, family life and everything. Um it's just uh, I don't get to fish it, so I don't really know the waters. And, and when one doesn't know the waters, I guess you sort of resort to going to Google Earth and, you know, scanning forums, mm -hmm. things of that nature. Yep. And uh, kind of you kind of just uh, kind of come up with a game plan and, and, and go for it. And, uh, and I did, and I ended up going uh, kind of across. Uh, it's called the Mr. Go. I don't know if you're familiar with that, the no. Mississippi River Gulf Outlet. Okay. okay. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, the acronym for that, mm -hmm. and um, it was uh, pretty tough going. Going out, I, I, I generally during uh, I, I kayak fish tournaments, by mm -hmm. the way, but uh, uh, generally, um, you know, I, I kind of like to make longer runs uh, just to kind of get away from people. Right. And uh, this one, I, I did that, uh, thinking, you know, using Google Earth, uh, I, I thought I found a. A pretty nice area, and and when I do tournaments, I try to recreate what I have here on the coast. Mm -hmm. So here on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, you know, we have the Sound, and then we have Barrier Islands, you know, eight miles, eight nine miles out, and and oh, wow. kind of offers. Yeah, so we have uh, we don't get the pretty waters like uh, maybe the Panhandle of Florida, yeah, uh, you know, uh, Gulf Shores, Alabama, 
Uh, we just don't get those, but what we do get is a great environment for fish to breed and, and grow up. And, and we really have a very underrated fisheries here on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. And um, uh, so I try to, you know, when I go to Louisiana, uh, etc., I try to recreate what, what I have here because this is kind of what I know. And so I try to recreate it here. It doesn't always work. Uh, it didn't work today. And uh, the majority of the time, actually, uh, uh, and I was really just fighting winds. Yeah. And then I was in, in, in some really thick grass. I, I, I don't know what tie, I'm assuming, like a hydrilla tie. It's just mats right under the uh, right under the, the water there, maybe four or five inches. And, and I use a pedal drive uh, kayak, uh, yeah. a Hobie, and it, it, it just... You know, basically, I was just paddling through this stuff. I, 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 a pedal drive just wouldn't work well right. uh, in this stuff. And, um, and then with it being windy, you know, I, I was talking to some guys uh, after the tournament, and, and with it being windy, it kind of takes away the sight cast, casting aspect of yeah. it. So, uh, you know, and I'm not very familiar with that. Uh, I know those guys in Louisiana, um, maybe even over in Florida, kind of kind of do it a little bit. But I'm not... We just don't have that here in Mississippi. I mean, at least not maybe in the winter times, but but even then, it's it's not as abundant as as it is over there. Um, they just you know they, they they sort of pick a fish, they see it, they cast to it, and they catch it. Um, you know, over here it's a lot of you know I have to fish fish structure, a lot of blind casting. I have to do a little bit more work on my end uh, in yeah. order to catch fish, and um, you know, but uh, you know I found clean water. I just uh, you know, when I when I see a fish, I mean, I'd, I'd be right up on it, and I just, you know, I couldn't couldn't really couldn't really get anything today. So today for me, uh, it was a really really tough tournament, and uh, even uh, some of the guys who are coming in, I think uh, some of the, the veteran guys who who fishies a lot, uh, I think they they had a tough time as well. I don't think anybody's uh, unscathed when it's uh, twenty knot winds and and you're in a kayak. There's <laughs> you're going to get beat for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, I'm in, I'm in, you know, fairly decent shape. Uh, the long run coming back, uh, what took me maybe 30 to 40 minutes to get to the area uh, where I got took me almost two hours to get back. Wow. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty rough. I had, <laughs> I had uh, you know, waves coming over the county. And, and with this uh, Mississippi River Gulf outlet, I'm telling you, you know, if you're out in the sound or something or, or, or even, you know, in the Gulf, uh, you can sort of time waves a little bit or, mm-hmm. or time, you know, the, the, the peaks and troughs. Uh, this was just very scattered, sort of choppy, very kind of sketchy waters. I mean, it really, really was. And, and I'm looking at my, uh, my depth finder and, I, you know, when I normally go three, four, sometimes a little faster uh not uh i was only going one <laughs> and, and i mean I was, I was struggling to do that yeah so um oh man yeah so i didn't get a lot of fishing time in i um i i mean it was you know it was an experience um i, I feel like I'm, I'm seasoned enough to to maybe go through uh maybe situations like that i, I definitely don't want to do that uh especially at, at any point not not just tournament time but um, I've done it before. Uh, mm-hmm. I just, I, I prefer not to, yeah. you know, you have to pick your days. Uh, uh, that, well, you don't get to pick your days during a tournament, but you have to pick your days, especially in a kayak, you know, when, when you go out fishing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's, it's tough under any 
circumstances when you've got wind like that in a kayak, no matter what you're doing. I mean, it's it's hard to anchor, <laughs> you know, even if you stick the anchor stick in, sometimes it'll blow your kayak loose. And yeah, it, it could be a mess for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's it's tough, but I'm you know it's challenging. Um, the, uh, the sort of the competitor in me sort of sort of enjoys that. I'm I, you know I, I enjoy being outside. So uh, uh, you know I, I, I just chalk it up to experience, and um, I, I really you know it, it, even though I didn't catch any fish today, um, I, I really tied to the fact of the you know that that sort of sketchy conditions. I really enjoyed it. I really did. I learned a little bit about the area, um, so maybe the next IFA tournament that's down there, um, I'll be able to sort of do better. So it's it's about learning, also. Yep, you know? absolutely. It's it's <laughs> you got to get out there and grind it sometimes to uh, figure those fish out and you know what they're doing in those tough conditions for sure. Well, I'd like to uh, hear a little bit more about fishing in Mississippi. There, I've. You know, talk to people who've redfished in South Carolina, in Georgia, and Florida, obviously, and Louisiana, of course, and Texas. But I don't think I've ever uh, talked about, uh, you know, fishing for reds there in uh, Mississippi. So you were t- telling them a little bit about what the conditions are like, but just kind of walk me through what your uh, normal fishing areas are like and the types of baits you like to use and, y- you know, how, how you typically approach red fishing there. Well, um, for me personally, I mean, I, you know, I, I think with everywhere, uh, you know, soft plastics are, are uh, uh, you know, very effective. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that, that's kind of anywhere. Um, we, the, so we have the Mississippi Sound. We, we have about 80 miles of uh, beachfront uh, along the coast of Mississippi. And um, so when you go out, say if you do a beach launch, um, you know, stays pretty shallow in, in most areas unless you're launching maybe near uh, river uh, river's mouth, and um, um, it can kind of get deep, kind of. But but it doesn't get deep maybe like in the Panhandle of Florida where these guys go uh, half a mile out and they're in 50, 60, 70 feet of water. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you you'll get seven, eight, nine, ten foot of water. Um, sometimes ten, twelve. Uh, 15 in some areas, it just really depends, river bends, etc. But uh, uh, you're really fishing s- sort of shallow. Okay. So, uh, so you know, I, I typically don't use anything heavier than, say, uh, an 8-ounce jig head. Um, I love uh, hard baits, so I, I fish a lot of uh, topwater. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll bet sometimes I'll fish the topwater all day. Um, but... What the difference between, uh, I, I would say Mississippian versus maybe a Louisiana is that Louisiana has so much water, um, but they have pockets of water where these fish sort of congregate. And if you find that, and they call them ponds over there, that if you could find those ponds, uh, I think you, uh, you know, you, you might be able to be productive and, and, and catching, uh, say red fish. Uh, but here it's, it's all open water. Uh, okay. For the yeah. most part, yeah, it's all open water. Um, so I think the fish uh, are very structure oriented uh, here as compared to maybe. I, well, I mean, and I say that, but you know, um, you know, whether it's uh, bridges or uh, you know, we have a lot of art, uh, a pretty good art, artificial reef system here. Mm-hmm. So uh, 
you know, you can go out on these artificial reefs, uh, a, a real popular one is called Katrina Reef, uh, and that's some of the uh, leftovers from the uh, Biloxi Bridge that was kind of knocked down uh, by Hurricane Katrina back in oh, okay. 1905 or 06. Yeah. And um, so at, at the very popular spot, you can catch uh, nice speckled trout there. Um, there are a lot of jetties. Uh, I, I, I like fishing jetties. Um, you know, I, I catch a lot of nice trout on the jetties. So uh, mm-hmm. any areas like that where there's structure, where there's a harbor, um, where there's rocks, uh, you know, sort of that, that's kind of where I like going to fish. Um, we do have some marshy areas, but not quite like, um, and, and again, I'm comparing it to Louisiana. I guess I just got back from there, so it's right, the forefront right. of my mind. But, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we, we do have some marsh, not quite like them, and I think our marshes are really... Uh, uh, affected by our river systems too. So we have heavy rains like we did yesterday um, that, that kind of came through. Uh, it may not necessarily be a good day to get to go fish in those areas because the, the, the fresh water sort of takes over and, and uh, the fishing might not be so good. I mean, you can probably find them, but um, it, it may not be as good as, uh, you know, say if we go without rain for a couple of weeks. So. Right. Yeah, I know the I know the specks, the speckled trout, at least around here, seem to be pretty uh, put off by a big freshwater influx, and they'll kind of move out, and you know the bite will shut off for them after big rains and stuff. Um, it seems it seems like the redfish aren't quite as affected near as I can tell, but um, uh, yeah, I know it can definitely make a difference. Now, do you have sort of the inland? uh shallow water areas like we you know we have the um on both coasts of florida there's the uh the intercoastal waterways so you can kind of go in from the ocean and you're you're in where there's a boat canal that runs for miles and miles up and down you know behind where the beach is but you've got lots and lots of shallow water flats in there that aren't in the ocean proper do you have anything like that there in mississippi mississippi or is it all kind of open water um sort of um and, and I'm, I'm thinking you're referencing like mosquito lagoon or, yeah. mm-hmm. or something like that um, sarasota bay yeah 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 so sort of i guess um uh, sort of in a way um but again um so for example in pascagoula uh you have the east and western pascagoula river and the uh i think that's the only uh, river in the United States that hasn't really been dammed off or anything like that, if I'm not mistaken. I, I, I think that's the case. Mm-hmm. But the uh, the Pascagoula River, kind of in between the east and western rivers, uh, there is sort of a, a little, you know, sort of a flat, mud flats area that, that, that stays relatively shallow that can be uh, pretty pretty solid uh, um you know if you're looking to fill a freezer i think that's that's kind of the the area to go mm-hmm. um i think the bigger fish uh, especially speckled trout sort of sort of hang out sort of out front and we we, we call the beach area kind of out front you know right right and um but but you can i mean you could sometimes catch a or, or i haven't caught put it this way i i've not caught any large specks kind of in those areas I mean, yeah I, I, i'm pretty sure that they're, they're there i just haven't really uh gotten good enough to to target them with any frequency i guess i've hooked into a few but uh 
no no real uh you know just here and there it's, it's not uh not an everyday thing kind of deal or every trip right kind of thing so now the fl- the flip side of fishing out front i think as you called it uh you know when you're kind of in the ocean is that you can catch other species sometimes there's some surprises do you, do you get those up there like a you know the a cobia that swims in or you know mackerel or other kind of stuff like that sometimes that you catch when you're out fishing for reds and yeah, trout I think, uh, yeah i think um you know we, spanish mackerel are pretty common um here um sometimes the uh triple tail uh can kind of come in uh into the sound and you know i, I hear guys uh uh, you know, kind of fishing the crab pots or, or pilings that, that are kind of in the, uh, the sound there. Um, I've not heard a cobia coming in this close. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, I have seen, uh, we've taken a sailboat out to one of the islands, uh, several years back and I saw a very large tarpon, uh, mm. jump out of the water. Yeah. Uh, we do have tarpon here, uh, from my understanding back in the, the heyday, uh, Biloxi, uh, which is uh, kind of the sister city to where I'm from in Gulfport, mm-hmm. uh, it was kind of touted as the uh, tarpon capital of the world. Really? Now that's a local thing. I don't, I don't, I don't know how you know true that is, and you know, you know, there there's some stories about you know, hey, the the Rat Pack used to hang out down here, and Al Capone had, had a house in Ocean Springs, and <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean. They, yeah, you know, and they used to fish all the time. I, I don't, I don't know. Right, <laughs> I mean, right, right. <laughs> but uh, I've never caught a tarpon. I, that's one of the. I, if I catch a tarpon, I went down to the Keys uh, uh, probably about ten years ago, and um, uh, we were fishing in Key Largo, and I, I got to fish with a uh, uh, Captain Leon Davis. He, he passed away several years ago, but uh, apparently he's like a he was like a local legend down there, but. Uh, I was hoping to catch a tarpon or a bonefish or both, uh, and didn't get the chance. So, uh, they, they were kind of, you know, kind of stuck up, I guess, you know, <laughs> put the bait right in front of them and they just, they weren't taking it. Uh, so my first tarpon, I really want it to be, um, from Mississippi waters if, if possible. So, yeah. um, hopefully that's, that's kind of what I'm looking for, you know, maybe once the summer kind of rolls around. I think I, I, I kind of hooked into, to one um, uh, a little while back, but I, I, I'm not sure because I didn't see it. It was a very odd bite, and it was a very heavy fish. I mean, it was like a he took it, and he spit it out, and that was it, and I kept on getting that same bite, um, and I'd never had that bite before. Hmm. It could have been just a, a normal, maybe black dry. I don't know, but uh, I, I, I was hoping it was that. It was, it was deep in the summertime at night, hearing a lot of splashing. I don't know if they do that. Um, I did go to... Crystal, I think it's Crystal River, Florida. Yep. And mm-hmm. I saw that at the at the mouth. Uh, it, my buddy and I went took a little kayak fishing trip out there, and um, we saw a lot of uh, you know I'd say twenty to twenty four inch tarpon, and um, uh, we just getting couldn't get them to eat. The water's so clear over there, and and uh, and at the mouth of that, and it was it, well at that time it was just so clean, and uh, really just couldn't couldn't put a bait on them and then have them take it so first tarpon i hope it's from mississippi um we do have cobia offshore red snapper um you know i I think we even have uh the the little rock lobsters or whatever hanging out at the rigs um Mm. i don't get to go out um uh that far all that often in fact it's been 
probably since I was a teenager, since I've gone deep sea fishing locally. I've, I've, I've done some in Florida, but, but uh, locally, no, I've, it's, it's been a long, long time. So. Yeah, well, it, it sounds like you've got plenty of stuff to uh, chase and shore there. And you mentioned Crystal River. Um, that's I was trying to kind of compare the area you're describing to describing to uh, what we have here in Florida that I've seen, and that was the closest comparison I had in my mind that it was probably more like Crystal River um, where you fish. You, you know, if you made a comparison. Yeah, um, the, uh, we don't get the we don't have clean water um, mm-hmm. again, um, and that's that's uh, unless you go to the islands. Um, the islands, you know, it's very much like you know. The, you know, uh, Panhandle of Florida, you know, Pensacola and, and, uh, Destin in that area. Maybe not quite as clean, but, but pretty darn close at times. But, uh, and every once in a while, you know, um, during the winters, our, our, our waters can get fairly clean, but, uh, nowhere, it, it, there's still that kind of tannin colored, uh, undertone, if you will. Uh, it, it just, it's always kind of brown. Um, and, and, you know, we have, uh, a few different rivers that kind of flow through. And uh, kind of, I, I guess they they kind of uh, add to that. So. I know you've got some redfish there somewhere, and I have a feeling that uh, when we get back, you're going to share a uh, epic redfish story with us. So, <laughs> everybody, stay tuned, and we'll be right back. If you ever go fishing by yourself, it adds a little bit extra challenge to get the boat on and off the trailer. A boat launch cord makes launching much easier so you can get on the water quicker and without damaging your boat. Go to tell.fish slash gear in your web browser and check out the boat launch cord that we like the best. Okay, we are back with Colin McCain, and uh, he is our first guest on the show from Mississippi. So it's been awesome talking with him and just kind of learning about that area and trying to get a visual for it. Um you know, if there's if there's redfish there, I'm sure it is an awesome place to fish. And I've seen some uh, awesome pictures that Colin has shared on his uh, Instagram uh, over this past, I don't know, year or so. We've been doing the show. And so I'm very excited to hear about one of your epic uh, redfish adventures. So tell me where you're fishing and, you know, what happened that day. All right. So, um, so this is when I... Uh basically kind of first got into kayak fishing probably my first summer and um i went out with a friend and this was when i was still uh paddling and uh we kind of went to a local area called uh it's it's i guess colloquially known as as potash but i think the the correct name is portage and Mm. um so uh uh so we're fishing in in potash and uh we you know had a good day i mean it was was summertime i think it was a, a friday evening and, um, I got to, uh, you know, got to get away for, for a few hours and he and I kind of went out and, uh, had a good day. I think we, we both caught slams, you know, decent reds and, uh, the, in, the Gulf Coast slam is, a uh, you know, red speckled trout or at least here, red speckled trout and, um, uh, flounder. So I think we oh, both okay. caught those and, uh, you know, the sun was kind of coming down and, um, uh, it was actually getting kind of late. I think it was around eight, eight thirty ish and the uh, sun was still up actually, you know, at least out in the horizon going mm-hmm. under the Bay St. Louis bridge, which is a beautiful sight. And, um, so we're just kind of, we're, you know, kind of chit chatting and it was a very calm evening and, um, wind wasn't blowing the, 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 the 
the gnats weren't out, so it was actually a really great evening. And wow. uh, so uh, we're about to paddle in, and uh, we start making our uh, paddle back in, which we probably had about half a mile or so, and um, maybe a little longer. But uh, we we hear what sounds in the background, sort of like a baseball bat hitting the water, just a bam, you know, and yeah. we kind of look over. And we see these finger-sized mullets sort of jumping, a, a school of maybe 10, 15 yards. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so we're kind of like, okay, well, well, we'll go ahead and uh, maybe maybe find out what's what's hitting those. And uh, uh, my friend sort of, you know, <laughs> he sort of blocked me a little bit. And he goes, well, I'm going to fish behind the school. And I go, really? <laughs> You're going to fish behind? <laughs> I'm like, all right, I guess I'll fish in front of the school. Uh-huh. So, um. So I'm uh, so I kind of paddle up, kind of to where I, I think the front of the school is, and uh, just casting, making a few casts. The sun's going down, and the sun is almost gone. And um, I mean, we're not getting any bites. So this is probably you know five ten minutes of trying to follow the school around. And um, I'm about to switch baits. I'm, uh, you know, I, I, I want to find out what's going on and uh, what kind of fish this is. And uh, uh, I'm about to switch baits. And that baseball bat hits the water again, about 10 yards away from my kayak. And I just flip my bait over to it. And um, I just kind of bumped once and it just shot off. I mean, he took the bait and it, it, it went left, it went right. And I only use 12 pound tests on most of my gear. Oh, so, uh, yeah. I, yeah, because I, I, I'm uh, mainly a, a speckled trout fisherman at heart, but mm-hmm. uh but, uh, but I do target redfish too, but, uh, and, and, you know, I can, I can pull redfish in with 12 pound test, but this one, <laughs> this one sort of takes off and then she turns around heading out into the bay and, uh, this area that, you know, heads out into it's the Bay of St. Louis. And, um, so it, it starts to head out there and I don't see this fish for maybe half an hour. I don't even know what it is. And um, it just keeps pulling. It, it pulls me and my buddy, who's holding on to the back of my kayak. <laughs> so you <laughs> got a uh, anchor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, it, so it, it, she's pulling both of us. Wow. And finally, finally, the moon comes up. Uh, it's around nine, uh, nine fifteen. Big bright full moon. And I see this huge hump, and this. It, I, we we figured it was a redfish, but it was so bronze. It was so red i guess that uh you could actually see it in the sunlight it had this real deep crimson color uh oh, wow. in the moonlight, it moonlight had yeah deep, yeah it was beautiful 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 so you know i'm i'm thinking oh my god this is i i need to just uh get this you know get this thing in take a few quick picks get it out you know yeah uh, finally you know I'm, I'm fighting and every time i get it pretty close to the kayak it just take off and of course you know i have to have my drag set because i'm only using 12 pound test and mm-hmm. it was really uh it was really a tough kind of a it was probably the toughest battle i've had uh out of a kayak uh fighting a fish um but so finally um i, I think she's kind of going belly up and i and i grab her gill plates to try to pull her up and i'm so tired that it, it, this is an hour now it, it took me an oh, hour to wow. get this fish done and it pulled me and my buddy, I, I suspected, a, a half to three-quarters of a mile out into the bay. And um, so it, I, I go to pull it up, 
and I put it, immediately put it back down in the water because my arms are jelly. I mean, I just <laughs> couldn't lift this fish. And um, finally, uh, my buddy comes around to the side, and he helps me uh, with this fish, and I pull it on top of me, and she's, I mean, you know, her head's in, in my chest, and, and the, you know, the tail's on my foot, and I'm just kind of holding this fish. And, um, so, you know, I, I'm like, oh my God. And I, you know, I, of course I'm elated and, uh, I, you know, I, I give, uh, Derek my camera and I go, all right, man, let's take a few quick picks. And, um, you know, some of them didn't come out. They're kind of goofy looking, but, um, uh, he takes a few and I get her back in the water and, you know, I would think after an hour of fighting, this fish would be be some uh, be a little tired and pretty whooped yeah 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 right when i put her in the water she just immediately i mean she was still spry she just took off and uh that made me kind of happy because you know after that uh, epic fight it was just uh you know i didn't want to accidentally or or tire her out and maybe maybe even uh kill the fish for you know just uh uh the great fight that she gave so that was uh that's that's pretty much it. I mean, it was uh, the largest redfish I've ever caught, a kayak boat or, or otherwise. And um, uh, I don't know how much it weighed. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not uh, too big on, uh, you know, putting the grips on and, and weighing fish. So, And, and right. I don't think I could have lifted this fish anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you, you could barely lift your arms. <laughs> yeah, so, um, and then, of course, you know, to add insult to injury, I, we have to paddle back. Mm-hmm. And, and you're using <laughs> but uh but uh yeah i mean you know i don't I, I really don't know how long this fish was uh it was just a, a really really uh stud bull redfish uh um it was, it was definitely uh in the bull category for sure and she had a you know beautiful color beautiful redfish and uh i noticed that about our redfish here too they're gorgeous i mean we have yeah we have really really pretty redfish down here in mississippi and um they eat well too and this one uh definitely didn't uh miss any uh lines in the buffet for sure <laughs> and didn't miss your lure either thankfully no no not at all yeah yeah it was, uh, and again it was uh, I, i'll never forget that one and i think uh that one right there is 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 the one that kind of got me sort of uh hooked into kayak fishing um oh yeah you know kayak yeah kayak fishing is, is quiet it's uh you know it's very relaxing mm-hmm. um but but what i what i like about kayak fishing over say uh boat fishing is that uh say if you go out with a buddy you can um if your buddy wants to kind of go off and go somewhere else well he can do that mm-hmm. where whereas in the boat you kind of have to go where the boat captain wants to go and you know that that may not be where you necessarily want to go, but um, I mean, you know, there, there's pros and cons. I mean, uh, versus uh, boats versus kayaks. I mean, you, you know, the boats you can you, you can run a long distance, um, right? Uh, but in a kayak, you know, you're you're kind of limited as to to what your body can do. You know, so if you if you have to make a long run like I did today, uh, in some really uh, nasty conditions. You know, if you're you're not in, in decent shape, and I think it's actually helped me get in, get in good shape. If you're not in decent shape, um, you know, you don't make that run, or you right. don't. Maybe you're maybe you're calling, you know, DMR or Coast Guard or something. <laughs> yeah. that sounds like my my exit strategy. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. I've 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 been there where uh, you know, 
look back at my buddy and I'm like, hey, do you want to call in? And he's like, heck no, let's do it. All right, let's go. (laughs) Yeah, anytime you can catch a uh, bull redfish, it's special. But, you know, in the moonlight like that and after, you know, you already had an awesome day and and bagged a slam, man, that just must have been one special day on the water for sure. Uh, it really, really was, and like I said, I think that 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 night punched my ticket uh, for for kayak fishing for sure. No kidding. Well, you, Colin, you you and uh, some of our other guests, Pam, we've had on a while ago. You know, you kayak tournament fishers uh, have got me uh, got me intrigued by this, and who knows, maybe we'll get to meet up in a uh, IFA kayak tournament one day if I ever get my kitchen pass to go do one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's uh, that, that'll be great. I think uh, I think as far as recreation is concerned, I think kayak fishing is actually one of the. Uh, I think it's the fastest growing recreational sport out there. If I'm not mistaken, I think I've read that somewhere, but I, I, yeah. I could be wrong. So. Oh yeah, I mean the number of kayaks I see out, and just not only that you see on the water, but uh, the all the new ones that are coming out and the different. Uh, brands yeah i mean definitely it's gaining in popularity certainly around florida uh, from what i've observed so yeah definitely along the i think everywhere along the coastlines and uh you know the price point makes sense for a lot of people and yeah. um there's just really relatively little maintenance and you could do yep. just about anything to a kayak and that's you know maybe similar to a boat you know you add electronics or whatever but i mean it, it's it's just I don't know. There, there's there's something to it for sure, and um, I, I enjoy it, and I, I know a lot of people who do. And uh, uh, for some people who who may not be familiar with it, I mean, there are a lot of local kayak shops that that will let you test them out for free. Or and a lot of people like myself, I have two, and um, I've, I've taken several people out who have never even been in a kayak, and you know, just take them out kayak fishing, and they love it, and they end up buying a kayak. So it's mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I really, I really, uh, I really like that. So. All right. Well, Colin, it's so good to finally get to uh, talk with you, and I'm pretty sure it won't be the last time we talk. Uh, and have a lot of fun uh, communicating with you over the past couple months. But uh, really great to hear your epic story, and uh, just appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks so much. Yes, definitely. Be sure to check us out on Instagram where you can scroll back through our prior posts to see the spectacular catches that our amazing guests are hauling in. And be sure to hit the follow button so you don't miss the new catches that are right around the corner. Our handle is at Telltale Fisherman. This has been the Telltale Fisherman Podcast. Thanks for sharing another great tale with us. Be sure to check out the show notes page for more info on today's show and the gear we talked about. Keep those lines tight and we'll catch you next time right here on the Telltale Fisherman Podcast.